Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Unpack your knives and stay. Yes, stay. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Top Chef Rehab Up. I'm Haley Strong. I'm having a great time. Kurt Clark, are you having a great time? I am. We've not even gotten really started yet, so it can only go up. I mean, I guess it could go down from here. It could. But but it's not going to. Let's be real. This is going to be fun. Fingers crossed. (sighs) We're here today with a special guest who was already here before. So you already know him. So I'm not going to introduce him in any like particular way. Bryce. Hey. Hello, hello. Um, I promise I will not go on any mushroom rants today. Mushroom rant. Mushroom rant. <laughs> I know. Well, I, that's crazy because the first thing I was going to ask you was how did you feel about the mushroom challenge on the stubs? I honestly, I breezed right past it. It was. Not not for me, but, you know, that's that's OK. Not everything has to be for me, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Gun to my head, I'm not going to make the world cater to me. Well, you know, I, I need to learn. I need to be challenged on occasion. I need to, to have new experiences and have people introduce new things to me. So would you be upset if you enjoyed a dish and were later told it had mushrooms in it? No, no, I'm not okay. that petty. I mean, I'm pretty petty, but You're not pretty that bad. petty, but not like that. <laughs> not that petty. Okay. It's funny because Rourke texted me last, last week to be like, I hated this tofu challenge. I hate tofu and I didn't want to look at it. So you're not the only one, Bryce. Well, actually, I have some thoughts about that challenge, too. But we Go for I'm, it. Okay, well. What, what so, else are we doing here? Except talking about right. Chef. Well, I just kind of, I, I'll just do a little check-in on how yeah. I feel. Tell about us about everything and, that you've been feeling. So I, I freaking love this season. Good. Um, I'm having so much fun with it. I know like the people I've heard kind of mileage may vary with the all-star judging panel, um, especially Excuse with the me, number. Who's saying they don't like this? The internet people. I don't know. No, we want names. <laughs> I'm going to write them a letter and be like, what are you talking yeah. about? Okay, well, I also okay. love it. I think that they're still doing a great job of, you know, giving space for the cast to share their stories, represent themselves, speak for themselves. And we have a great cast this season. Like, you guys know, both of you know that, like, my heart is in Latin America. I love South America with everything that I am. And honestly, like, I love Latin food. It's my favorite kind. 
And losing Byron and Maria back to back was just like a gut punch. Like I, Maria was by far my favorite this season. I've, I've loved watching her cook. I've loved her sharing her stories. I just think she's like a great character. So like, I really hope like if we ever get to see these people again in some capacity, whether it's on an all-star panel or, um, you know, in an all-star season or something like that, that a lot of these people will be back because they're just great, great TV. So how are you licking? How are you licking Gabe now as the sole representation of that cuisine? Well, I mean, we're going to get into what he made tonight, and I just wanted to eat all of it. So <laughs> um, I'm I'm happy to see that he's yeah. here. I mean, I don't really I I have a bit of a, a resting interest or a vested interest um, in Dawn. I I just think that her trajectory this season. I mean, just I went back and just kind of was like reviewing um, the last time we talked, and we we talked a little bit about how she was having trouble getting things on the plate and how she was kind of having trouble finding her groove. And I think she's obviously really found it because she's the like top winner on the the show so far this season. So um, Dawn is definitely like my, I'm putting all my chips on Dawn. Um, I also just want to say like, I love Portland. It's really disappointing that they haven't been able to like feature more of the city. It's a really quirky town. They've got great food. They've got great beer. Um, I did think that the the challenge that they, that they did at the Fruit Loop was like potentially one of the most picturesque, gorgeous locations they've ever shot in. It was just like really great to to see that um, be featured. Uh, and then we've had great challenges. Um, I really loved the recipe challenge. It was like this um, really like for someone like myself who cooks with like measuring with your heart a lot. Um, it's one of those things that like, I can't even imagine how challenging it would be to like make a, a dish able to be recreated exactly consistently over and over again. Um, so I thought that that was like a fun twist on a, a challenge, a, a fun twist on a challenge to do when, um, you know, frankly, like they don't have that many options. They can't go that many places. So they're really kind of channeling some energy into the challenges this season. Um, I thought the restaurant wars was phenomenal. I know you guys have talked about all this too, but like, <laughs> no, but I like um, hearing your, cause I, I feel like sometimes our opinions feel a little like insular and like, we're only hearing each other's opinions now at this point. Sure. Um, so I'm a big chef's table fan on Netflix. I think that it's like a phenomenal show. And so many of those chefs operate in a like chef's table type restaurant. Um, so I thought it was kind of cool to see them all kind of class it up a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then the tofu challenge. I'm actually learning a lot right now trying to make more vegan food, um, which Kurt, <laughs> Kurt's laughing at me. So, Who are you? you blink, <laughs> blink twice if you're in trouble and well, we can send help. I Who mean, are you and what have you done with the Bryce I know? More information than you need, but I'm, I'm okay. dating okay. a vegan right now. So it's, it's okay. one of those things where like we like to cook together. I'm learning a lot of like how to incorporate things like tempeh and tofu into meals. Um, and so I was like taking notes during the whole tofu challenge. Cause I was like, I need to know all this stuff. Um, but I did not like the way that they framed the tournament. I thought that they should have had like the top winner should have gotten the $10,000 from the quick fire and like had to cook three times to win. Oh. as opposed to and then like maybe do a loser's bracket bracket for right, yeah. the people who lost and then send them to cook for their life or something like that. I, I thought like it was that. kind of a weird construct because Byron was clearly like in over his head with tofu. Yeah. And I felt like 
there was no like reward for the winners except that they didn't have to to cook again it would have been fun to see them like have to cook for a reason again they, right. they did get to drink sake oh okay well then that's, that's worth that's a reward that's yeah. um, and I think I'm starting to think that even without the constraints of what this season had to go through I still think it would it would it would hold up as a really great season you know, even though we've yeah. had to we've had to do different things with the judges, we've had to have less people in for the challenges. I think this is going to hold up as a really enjoyable season, regardless. And I think that's because the cast has just been so fantastic. Whoever did the casting this season deserves an absolute raise. Um, I've I've loved hearing all of the different stories. It like, and I, I think because we all watch a lot of reality TV in general. So I think we can, I know sometimes I can get caught up with like the edit and like who's going home based off the edit and who's going to win based off the edit where I was getting so much content from Maria that I was really thinking she was going to end up in the finals. And that wasn't the case, but it's just, they were showing her a lot because she's so interesting. Yeah. And it's, and it's like little thing. There's been a lot of like I I tend not to I know the edit's an interesting concept because it, if it's done poorly you're ultra aware of it um, but if it's done well it's not so much that you're reading the edit as much as you're just feeling yeah and, and like, I think I think Brooke told us last time she was on that like. I think it was Brooke that we could we we cannot get swept up in those things with Top Chef because that's not really how Top Chef operates their show. Right. Because I think you know last week I think many of us thought that Dawn was going. Um just because I think it's like the emotion that her confessionals were conveying. And I wouldn't say that it was necessarily the edit, but it was just more about she's just a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and speaking of emotions, Haley, I know I had texted you <laughs> as I was watching the show saying, how this count have count for me how many times you cry during this episode? Yeah. So I like came into this episode like prepared that I was going to be crying throughout the whole thing and like and this was when, before this was before judges table by the way with any text to you. Oh so, okay. Well you, cause, yeah cuz I was like well when the when the the boxes from home came up I was like okay Kurt thinks I'm going to cry here. Well I'm doing a okay I'm not crying. But like by the end I was like <laughs> like everyone like no I was like very much tear city. So the letters from home and the care packages didn't get you. I was like I could have been misted, but I wasn't like there were not tears rolling down my face, but there were by the end. Yeah. So let's get so let's get into this. Let's get into the quick fire. Um, it's it's they clearly thought the last chance kitchen person was coming back based on yeah. this challenge, which I think was kind of cool. I mean, yeah, it was it was. I didn't know if they had to scramble and say, okay, well, let's bring in Book Brook. But I look to me that. Because I, I remember there, we talked a little bit about this last week, and there were previous seasons where the person's had the last person standing still has had to battle to get into the game. And I think I had previously thought, of course they're going to get in the game. They wouldn't do Last Chance Kitchen and not have somebody come back at the end. And then last week it happened. And then obviously, like you said, this week they're like, well, we have to find figure out a way to, and they probably have this like as a plan B. Um, but the, yeah, the fact that they were supposed to be in pairs and there are only five of them, I was wondering what was going to happen. But to me, that also read it was kind of like legitimately 
uh, a strong a strong chance that they had been expecting somebody to come back, but they were prepared for the fact that it, that they didn't. But it, it was good to see uh, kind of Brooke and her old her old stomping grounds, the quick fire queen. Yeah, this I thought this was a fun quick fire. Bryce, maybe you didn't feel the same. No, I, I, I enjoyed the quick fire. Um, we had talked a little bit earlier about how I thought it was kind of weird, but um, it was more of just like, there's some mechanics that I didn't like about it. Um, and it did seem like something you'd see on like the food network on like a 20 minute show with a bunch of random chefs. And this is the one episode that, the, you know, like yeah. kind of like chopped or something like that. Have um, any of you watched Top Chef France? I have not. No, that's something I... I feel like I want to get into so I can uh, brush up on my French language skills while having a great time. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought it was really interesting. So Dawn got to, was it that Dawn got to choose who she worked with or she automatically got Brooke? She automatically got Brooke because she had the most wins throughout right. the season so And far. then I thought it was like one of the things I was kind of wondering was that she deferred to let Brooke cook first. Yeah. I thought and that was I'm, very interesting. Very it looked like Brooke was surprised. That. It looked like Brooke was surprised by that too. Do you I think, think that was, was a good thing or a bad? Well, obviously, like well, we know the outcome, but I think I think Don very much trusts herself, and I could see her wanting the last touch. Yeah, that's a, that's that's like I I would have I would have confidence in myself. It's almost like an added input to you as a competitor is like, you not only have to, I think the way I would look at it is like, I not only can go in here to the black box, the peep show room as, uh, as Don, uh, perceived it, I can only go in there and, and, and conceptualize and like experience the dish in the dark, but then the added part of the challenge for me. And is I also have to then contend with what my partner left me. So to me, like it's like the, the 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 breadth of the challenge almost expands if you go second. I think if you're first, like if you go first, then you can go in, you can set up stuff. But it's kind of up to the second person to interpret what you left. So I think I might have probably preferred to go second too. It, it it gives you that freedom to kind of close things out, even though they both could do things for the last five minutes. And I think Shoto was very smart in that he didn't put anything. On like in, in any cooking area, like he just said, um, I'm doing all of the mise en place, so it's right in front of you, so you can see it. Because Don, like Brooke had started carrots for Don, but Don didn't know those were carrots, and she was confused, and that you know that wasted some time. So I think Shoda absolutely made the right call. Um, if for some reason you are not watching this season, but you are listening to the podcast, uh, the challenge was um taken from uh, Top Chef France, one of the ones they usually do which is there's three dark rooms. There's a dish in that dark room and they have to taste it. I thought the setup was a little convoluted. I'm not going to lie. I wish it was just, I wish it wasn't a partner challenge almost. Um, so the first person had 15 minutes. They could go in and taste the dish, start cooking. Once those 15 minutes are over, the second person would go in, take 15 minutes, taste the dish, finish kind of cooking. Um, and then together they'd have five minutes with the lights on to kind of fix any mistakes. And I wish they didn't <laughs> have the, the lights yeah. I wish they didn't have the lights on. Like that's not That was the part that I didn't like oh. the last five minutes where they basically got to run in and fix everything. Because yeah. they could see what was on the plate. Yeah. I'm um, fine with them in the last five minutes working together. Although I do think I would have liked it more if it was you have you have fifteen minutes, they have fifteen minutes, 
whatever's there at the end of the day, that's your dish. Right. I thought it was a fun twist on the like blind taste tests that they do with a lot mm-hmm. of the spices and everything uh, in previous seasons. Um, I just, I would have appreciated like that is, they don't get a chance to like regroup on that. You know what I mean? So I wish yeah. that they would have had the same, like, this is what I tasted. This is what I made. Are yes. they the same? Let's yeah. find out. Yeah, and like I like that they had to that they literally had to put their hands in it and feel it to see what it looks like. I I think that's how it should have been. I don't think they should have gotten those five minutes to go look at it at the end. For me, it kind of just defeated the. It, it kind of like let the air out of the balloon at the end of the challenge for me. There's only so much they can do at that point. Like if they hadn't started the the, the sauce with the hard boiled eggs, like there's no way they're going to get it on there. But it did allow them to do things like oh, we have to like you know. It's, you know, if it was like garnished with, you know, crumbled pistachios, it gives you the chance to do that at the end, I guess, as a finishing touch. Um, but the, it's, it's interesting. I'm wondering, like, to what extent, like, I would have, like, if I had been Brooke, you take some carrots and form them into an arrow pointing towards the stove. So you can, like, can you, can you, like, can you fill things out with green beans? Like, I'm yeah, curious, that's like, funny. What, yeah. But I, I did like the idea of, like, putting all of the components that you think are in there, like leave those on the cutting board. And I don't know if they would have had a chance to be like, if it's on the left side, it means I don't know. But if it's on the right side of the cutting board, it yeah. means I'm pretty certain this is well, in there. And I love that like Shoda thought he tasted a different, like a second protein. And so he got beef out and Gabe was mm-hmm. like, I didn't taste that. So I'm trusting my gut here. Yeah. And I love that Gabe didn't get swayed by Shoda Green. The and, and that's where I would have put like, made like, like, Take some like edamame and make a little question mark on the beef. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's in there, but uh, yeah, I do. But, sorry, um, I was just gonna say I kind of wish that they also had three separate dishes um, because they yeah. could kind of look over at the counter mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, uh, she's grabbing." Well, Shota was, Shota was like, "Oh, Brooke's going to get squab." That's what I thought it was, but now I'm more confident in that. Which, I absolutely agree with you there. I, didn't, I never I, even thought of that. I might make myself sound really stupid right now, but like, did you guys know that squab was pigeon? Nope. Mind blown. Yep. First of all. Nope. I didn't. Um, that's kind of like, I have like pigeons. I live in Chicago. Pigeons are like everywhere. I have a, a flock that lives on my roof and they pick apart my screen to build their necks, <laughs> like my window screen. And I'm always like banging on the window to get them off. Like, I don't want to eat that. Um, so hopefully I don't know where you find pigeons for, for cooking. I would never eat these ones. Maybe other farms. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's like city squab where the people are like going to rooftops <laughs> with guns and like 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 rifles. So like, I mean, you're welcome. If you want to come over here, you can yeah. cook a whole meal for Thanksgiving or whatever. No, I mean, Bryce. Steve like and I were very shocked. <laughs> we're like, excuse me here. Excuse I, me. I I I have little issue with that. Maybe, but the maybe it's because I just I know that it has a different name. So I, I don't mean because I just know it's a dish, then I have less issue with it. If somebody was trying to speed me, say, someone told me like squab is actually a seagull, then I have an issue because you know, you know that's you know classic also a like, trash bird, yeah, yes, it's a trash bird. It's often referred to as rats with wings. You see them at not just uh, they're they're at junkyards or dump, dumping grounds as well as the the coast. But um, yeah, I, I didn't have as much issue with that. Um, it did. It did seem like Shoda and Gabe thought that they had nailed it, and I was like, from what I, I kind of saw Brooke and Dawn as being the winners of this. Like before the winning, the winners were announced. Before they even like served the final dishes, it seemed like just the things they picked apart or like saw in it were. Uh, 
I, I, I was less surprised that they that they won. But the I, is- I think it was. I think Shoda and Gabe thought they won because they were the only one to do the sauce, like mm. the what's it called, gurubishe uh, sauce. Which the- like, uh, do not sign me up for huh? any sauce that involves hard boiled eggs. Really? But, but Don and Brooke had the gurubishe as well. Did they? Yeah. At least it was, they, Don, they, they talked about it. It wasn't yeah. like they talked about it as part of their dish. And right. uh, Don was the only one to pick up on the mustard. Too. I was yes, so was I was so like, Don, wow. What was the dish? It was a squab with a roasted carrot. Grilled pigeon with roasted carrots, grilled pear marinade, carrot mustard puree, and grubiche. Yep. Um, I don't know if I would order this in a restaurant again. Seeing grilled pigeon, I'm like, I don't know. But the pear is, I'm very that I love a, I love a, I love a savory dish featuring a pear. But if the menu said grilled squab with roasted carrots, uh, again, I'm I'm not always drawn towards like poultry. The, the thing that interests me is like I I didn't pick up on it the first time I watched it, and then I watched it again this morning, and there was still no, there was. No prize, no penalty, no benefit to this challenge either. They no loss, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No cash, no advantage. Uh, like, two, you get, you know. No, they won a night off for her. They won yeah, a night off for yeah. the group. Everybody kind of did. And even then, they, they, it was like they still had to spend that night planning stuff. I mean, they didn't yeah. really happen. But uh, yeah, there was Dawn won nothing other than the chance to cook with Brooke, which was, uh, you know, a prize. So. I don't want to cook with Brooke, but I do want to hang out with Brooke while she cooks. I just feel like I would be a hindrance in that aspect. <laughs> it would be a situation where she's like, here, cut this onion, and she would cook I the would, whole no, meal, and I would, be at I the would, end, here's the onion. I'm bad at cu- cutting and, onions. And then she would take that away from you as well. Yeah, <laughs> she would be like, Haley, why don't you take this cocktail and sit in the corner and be a good girl? And I'd be like, um, yeah, give me a do chef. You need, do you need an oven preheated? I can handle that. I'm not even good at that sometimes. Sometimes I accidentally turn it off. One time, not that long ago, I was supposed to be cooking chicken and I tried to turn on the timer, but I accidentally turned on off the oven instead. So the chicken was taking a long time because I I had put like the thermometer in. So I was just waiting for the beep. And Ethan was like, that chicken's been in there a long time. Are you sure the oven's on? I'm like, yeah. And it wasn't. That's a, that's a common... Um... British Bake Off era too. Mm-hmm. Like they forgot to turn on something. Well, I remembered to turn on the oven. It just didn't stay on. <laughs> I I often will remember, forget to turn it off. I it'll, it'll be like four hours later. It'll be split like three fifty. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Do well, either of you have fire insurance? Because it sounds like you need it. Yes, oh, I'm sure it's included in the rental insurance. I've <laughs> got full house insurance, my friends. Yeah, luckily stoves are sturdy things and can yeah. take bakes and one time, and so we have a gas range, uh, We and we don't let the cat on the counter because he's a grimy little gremlin, but he loves getting on the counter. He, he knows he's not supposed to, but he loves it. One time he jumped up, um, used like the stove as a, like a, a bouncing point, and he turned on one of the burners, and there was a fire, and we were we were panicked that he would like catch himself on fire. Ethan's big fear is that the cat's going to catch himself on fire and then run around the house and set the rest of the house on fire. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. It's like the cat in a National Lampoon's Family Vacation, just like, Poof. yeah. So, I, I, 
I just can't see that happening. Like I, I understand <laughs> the visual. Um, I, I, oh, I also don't really see that happening. Not here. Can you hear this? Knock on wood. Backwood. Uh, um, anyway, so the elimination so, challenge. Yes. I have um, night off, and under in my notes, I have night off underneath that family sobbing. They did a great job casting this season. That's, yeah, that's my was, notes for the night off. So the, yeah, so they got they got brought to like the empty hotel restaurant. Um, there was boxes there for them. They got to read the letters out loud. It was very sweet. I loved it very much. Um, I love Kristen and Brooke as the duo. Like, please, I die for them. I, I die for them. And um, they read the letters and opened the boxes and said, hey, yeah, prepare a dish using ingredients from your family care packages. You don't have to use every ingredient, but we do ask that it like it's recognizable from this box. Um, and there were some really interesting boxes. Kurt, I can't believe you didn't write every single ingredient in this box. You did for oh mm-hmm. darn oh man. I thought so. About it. Well, I was I was going to ask both of you. Like, did one particular box stand out to you as like what you would have gone with? Um, I'm I not, can read them if you I'm want, but that, it would take a while. I'm not that good at cooking, so like I would look at Whatever. all of these and find it hard. I would say probably Maria's is the one I could I could feasibly tackle. Um, she had bean sprouts, chicken wings, coconut milk, uh, fideo, uh, lemons, Mexican hot sauce, octopus, fun noodles, potato chips, and tequila. Yeah, I feel like that's a box I could handle. The last two things on there were my dinner last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised the tequila's not your breakfast this morning. The I probably would have gone with Jamie's, but I love how Jamie's box was like this Asian kosher blend. Yeah. Um, I... I, I I, talked, I think I talked about the podcast last week on my brother-in-law. I, I had his brisket and I was like marinating it in this like Korean uh, uh, sauces so not Thai, but, um, and I, that was like, I had like these Korean brisket cheese sticks that I had Ooh. made for like dinner three nights in a row. And it was just so, I just couldn't stop. It was so good. And so I think I would, and so like even seeing her, like what she did with the brisket in terms of how it looked, it was just so, it looks so tasty. And she had um, brisket, challah uh, bread, bread, chicken wings, corned beef hash, cucumbers, egg muffin, or English muffins, um, jasmine rice, matzo ball soup, Thai chili peppers, and strawberries. I might have, tr- strawberries would have been hard to fit in there. Um, I might have tried to make like another thing that has like a, like a kind of a, a food memory for me is corned beef hash because my dad always, that's like, he would always have that for not just like breakfast, sometimes lunch, sometimes dinner. So I think it could have potentially done something interesting with like the English muffins and the corned beef hash and the Thai chili. So some sort of like Thai, uh, 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 what's the like an eggs Benedict with the corned beef. I don't know. Um, so, but I, th- I think that that was overall interesting. Although, you know, seeing that uh, that Shoda's end dish had uh, you know wagyu shoulders, like I also had that recently, and that could have been really good. So. I was like, "Damn, Shoda, your family's bougie with all of this I know. stuff." But Gabe, but Gabe's box is the one that I was most excited about the dish that was going to come from it. Right. Yeah, I personally would have gone with Maria's box as well. So I don't know what that says about the three of us that we chose the bottom two boxes. <laughs> but well, it, it to be like fair, it wasn't the, 
it wasn't the main dishes that were an issue as much as it was like the accompaniments that dragged. I will say though, like looking at Don and Gabe and Shoda's boxes, those ingredients are a lot more like niche items that are a lot more difficult to cook with. Yeah. Um, than like chicken wings and not small soup, you know. Like so, I would get a brisket and not really and like understand how brisket usually comes to me on a plate, but yeah. I don't think I could confidently cook a brisket. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, especially yeah. not that big or like the pork belly. It was like a sheet of pork belly. I was like, no, 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 my friends. Well, I think I absolutely I would have eaten every one of these dishes. They all looked outstanding. And the, the the brisket that I had was already cooked. I was just kind of like sauteing yeah. it up in a in a in a skillet. Um, the I liked how Jamie. Do we just want to go through the dishes? Yeah, yeah. So let's let's start with Maria's. She made grilled wings with miso and ginger, bean sprout salad, and tequila cilantro vinaigrette. Of course, she is eliminated based on this dish. They yeah. they like the wings. They love the sauce. They wish that. The wings the were more was, cooked in the sauce, yeah, and then yeah. they said that the salad was kind of a, a shit show because it was so watery. <laughs> we should have known that when she was trying to um, get the water out of the bean, bean sprouts. And I, but I really like what I really like the idea of a bean sprout salad like that. Like I think that's really interesting that and something I would like to try. And, and she really stayed, I think, probably really, really close to these the brief. Uh, in terms of the challenge and like I said, like this isn't something that you typically see as exciting, but this is like, you know, we do, you know, wing Mondays and then we'll do wing Fridays. And it's like, and I like, you know, she didn't include like this little notes was like, you know, that her, her 12 year old's favorite, one of her favorite, his favorite foods is octopus. So like, I'm not touching that, but it was, it was nice that they included it, but the, the, the visual presentation of the wing, they, they looked amazing. Mm-hmm. They did. And, you know, Maria's trouble the whole season has been editing herself and, like, trying to cut back. And she was trying, but she still didn't. Like, she could have probably shouldn't have done the salad or done, like, a different kind of salad. Um, You know, lesson learned. If you're ever plating something and you're like, this isn't working, it's probably not going to work. It's it's interesting. I was trying to think, like, how would I do this challenge? And it's hard to do that without knowing what you like, what care package would you send to me? Because I don't think like nobody who sends me a care package would send me, Oh, these are Kurt's favorite ingredients. They would just know like, but like, okay. They would, send, they would send us takeout is what exactly. they would send us. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, there'd be pre-made food and like, 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 like Maria joked that did my 12 year old send goldfish crackers. Like mm. that's just like, like like mine might include like Oreos, uh, you know. There's the little things like bacon and blackberries. It wouldn't include fennel, obviously. But. I do have to say though, and this is a quick aside. So um, Stephanie Izard, you know, from Top Chef, um, has a bunch of restaurants around Chicago. She's got a bakery. They, she's making a cheese its cake right now. <gasps> um, and there's also a cupcake version of it. I haven't been yet. <laughs> Haley holds up a box of Cheez-Its. Excellent. I always have um, Cheez-Its at my desk. So you never know. I mean, if you're if you're a Top Chef winner, you should be able to work with Goldfish. Yep. Okay. Uh, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jamie made teeth cow braised beef with caramelized Thai chili jus and pickled cucumber. Ooh, Jamie was making me nervous being like, I've never used a pressure cooker before. And then she took her beef out and she's like, not quite done. Back in the pressure cooker. I was like, oh, no. I feel like, oh, sorry. To no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I just feel like, like, you don't go on Survivor without learning how to make fire. I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with, you know, you know, you're going to be on a time pressure cooking show you yeah, think you'd think, what do i need to know to cook under pressure that's so funny. a pressure cooker like <laughs> i don't know that's kind of on her it seemed like the brisket turned out for the most part well right. i think tom said if i'd gotten this at a thai restaurant the thai correct vietnamese. Yeah, it was a, vietnamese i was thrown by i think the the thai please you um the, the this would have been fine it's not like the rice was a big issue um, and, but she was smart enough to stay away from the chicken wings. So, you know, that she's was been burned before. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought her dish looked good. I, again, God, rice and pasta has really been not doing too hot on this season, eh? Yeah. No. Well, I think there are two ingredients that, well, rice in particular is one that we see people often take for granted. Um, just like, oh, this is easy. I can cook this in my sleep. And it's the one thing. And it's, it, because it's easy, you have to do it perfect. Um, and if you mess that up, you're going to be on the bottom. I yeah. wonder if she should have almost like gone in a, a like a brisket soup direction or something like that, really taking inspiration from that monster. Oh, interesting. Did she have the fun noodles? Was, was it was no, that? No, that was, was Maria. Maria. That was Maria. Uh, but they, it was funny because they were also, and one of the other things I like about this season is there's, and you see it sometimes in other seasons, and maybe it's just making more of the edit this season is them helping each other out. Like we've seen, you know, whenever they're plating, you know, like, you know, Jamie needs some help with plating today. And so like, you know, Don, can you help? Yep. What do you need? But um, it's bullshit for that last person, like Don, where no one else is in the kitchen anymore. But mm-hmm. Don really could have used a hand, like a second set of eyes. Yeah. We'll get there. And, We'll get, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But like you know, we saw, um, you know, last week in the Japanese garden, you know, people, you know, pitching in to help uh, somebody, you know, to help. I think it was Don wrap up. We saw in this episode that like, Gabe was like, "Are you going to? Are those what kind of chili? What kind of peppers are those? Are those the? Are those uh, ghost, ghost, peppers. ghost peppers? And and the, can I use? And Don's like, "I'm not using them." And like so. Gabe can go ahead and use them. So I just I just like in this season how everybody's pitching in with everything, both ingredients and help and, and what have you. So 
Yeah, they've done a really good job of making it more about the talent than the drama. Yeah. Um, no one's stealing any PPRA. Top Chef is not the same show it was in season like six and seven. Yeah. This is a this is a new Top Chef, and I think it's I think that's really highlighting the talent, and I think it probably probably has something to do with the pandemic. It's just like people are so like grasping onto any connection they can get, and so relationships are like deepening really quickly and this is a group of people who went through very similar things together separately but are now in another like pretty unique situation together and they just kind of get each other and they're also supportive of each other and it's just been such a like a a beautiful season like even the villain of the season was like not bad (laughs) he was like a normal dude and one of i i actually wrote this down in my notes that like i feel like you can really see the pressure of the pandemic um each individual cast member and just the fact that like Dawn has not been to see her mother who had a stroke, you know, like, and so like, it's taking all of this like family um, situations and like missing being homesick and, you know, Jamie at the end admitting that she was homesick and wanted to see her family. It's just like so many of us. And I think that's something that registers for all of us because, you know, so many of us didn't get to see our families last year either. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just yeah it's it's just a great group I love this group so much it's a great group yeah. um, Shoda made miso marinated wagyu uh, shoulder with masutake puree with persimmon salad I thought this was a beautiful dish um, I would have been thrilled to get this at, at a tasting menu I would have been yep. pissed if this was my main course <laughs> it was so small <laughs> it was like a bite and that's fine and right? that's great and I think I, I don't really feel like top chef gets mad at contestants for making like a bite um they're probably thrilled because they're like i'm so full um i thought this looked beautiful i wanted just a little more i think i don't know what else i wanted but it, it, i thought it looked great i love shoda have either of you ever had a persimmon not off the top of my head but i feel like it would be something that i would love yeah me too Last, I think it was last year, I had received a shipment of fruit from Imperfect Produce. And you, you get an alert like four days before it ships saying like, here's like what we're going to send you. Feel free to alter this. I'm like, you know, I'll remove the lemons because I'm never going to use it, but I'll throw in some extra apples or pears. And, and there was one shipment where, you know, they put it in or I added it of persimmons. It was like the only time they'd ever had persimmons as part of the offering. And they were so good. They look like tomatoes, but they taste, they have their own unique, sweet, almost candy-like taste. And then I went to a farmer's market a few uh, few months later once they had uh, opened up. And I had gotten some persimmons there that were a completely different kind. Um, they were almost like jelly, almost like the consistency almost of a water balloon. You had to be almost, they came in their own special container. You had to be very careful how you handled them. Um, but, you know, I was a um, big persimmon fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Just I haven't had them in over like a year. And they've not appeared in Imperfect Produce again. And I need to find, I think Trader Joe's may have them. Oh, I don't have a Whole Foods near me now here in West Michigan. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, next time I find them, I'm going to grab them. Because the only time place you could, like Amazon, they're all like just dry persimmons unless you want to pay like 60 bucks for a pound. Yeah. But I would have, this is, this is probably the, just because of my recent positive experience with Wagyu beef. I would have been all over. Like I would have ordered this dish, and just like Haley said, if it would, I would have been very disappointed if it had been just a bite. 
Yeah. This is great as like the fifth course of a seven yeah. course tasting menu, but it's not dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's not the meal. Yeah. Um, Gabe won with his uh, panuchos with braised pork, kale, and pickled red onion. Bryce, tell us everything you know. That was, <laughs> it was just like, I love colorful food. As, yeah, me too. As it's clear, I beige doesn't cut it for me. Um, <laughs> Welcome from the Pink Palace. Um, if, you've, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I love a little bit of color and pretty yes. much anything I do. But like, I, it, this looked like something that you would see on Chef's table, yeah. like it, being made in slow motion with tweezers. Like it was just, inc- it was art and I wanted to eat it, like all of it. And I love that it was inspired by street food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, traditionally is street food, and then the and like you said, art. That's kind of like they, you know, applauded him for, uh, you know, elevating it to such an extent. Well, and I think something that I've really loved about this season of Top Chef is that oftentimes um, white people will look at food from other cultures, uh, especially from Latin America or, or like, um, you know, uh, Eastern a- Asia, and see those foods and think that we shouldn't be paying much for them mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. you know i always hear stories about people being pissed off that they'll go to an indian restaurant it's like 20 dollars per dish or whatever and i love i love the showcase this season on showing those foods as as what they are which is beautiful delicious uh involving a ton of hard work they are worth paying a lot for um, they they are on equal playing field as any dish we pay twenty dollars here for. You know what I mean? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because you're not just paying for the ingredients; you're paying for the skill of the person who is creating that, and that's you know intellectual property that that is worthwhile and worth money. So, and a lot of I'm these, a lot of these, food. yeah, a lot of these sauces that take time to develop and you know really deepen flavors and be really interesting and come from long lines of of people passing down the recipes and yeah exactly we're paying for the intellectual property of this wonderful dish and i love i love the way you put that uh don made pork belly with pecan caramel collard sweet potato and red egg gravy i thought this was a really cool dish i love the way she treated the collards um, I thought the pecan caramel was really interesting. I love the double sauce. The only thing, my poor darling Dawn, she didn't she didn't get the gravy on two of the plates, and she thought she did. I'm so I'm so nervous that she's kind of um, not peaked, but is starting to make some of the mistakes that we saw her make in, in the first couple episodes. And this was. I don't know what happened here because she yeah she didn't realize it at least like other time it happens um, she knows and she's like rushing but here yeah I think it was just like an, I, I'm not too worried about it I think it was just a a small hiccup um, but the this gosh as much as I like wagyu I love pork belly and the idea of a pork a pork belly combined with some sort of pecan caramel glaze or sauce or topping or what and then plus the sweet potatoes like I. I think I'm more curious. But to me, this is more of an interesting combination than Shoda's Wagyu. I might have had to go with this. Um, I'm trying to, if I remember correctly, Bryce, you're not necessarily as like gung ho on pork belly as I am, or am I misremembering? No, you're right. Whenever we used to get ramen, I would always get the 
chicken katsu because I don't like the fattiness of the pork belly. I am all about the fattiness. <laughs> I like I like pork belly when like I don't know if I'd love it in like the kind of square chunk Don had it in, but I love it in like slices where it can get crispy on all sides. I think we had the the uh, bacon texture discussion last week, and it needs to be like shatterable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember having this conversation. Uh, did I okay. did I block out? <laughs> Listen, I thought it was because I, I appreciate all food conversations with this podcast. It might have actually been like a real life face to face conversation I have. So what, do you, what do you mean by a face to face conversation? <laughs> like, like in the same room as somebody else. I know. Canadians don't know what that means. I, I, I only know it all. That's the only person yeah. I've seen. I'm trying to get, I was having a conversation about bacon with somebody recently because I was talking about my Bacon of the Month Club subscription. And we were talking about how they only like bacon if it's extremely, extremely crispy. I like no. a crispy bacon. I, I don't want a plastic place. bacon. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I knew that would get you, Bryce. I knew it. I did it just for you. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. So was it, it was the red eye gravy that didn't make it to the plate, correct? Or was it the pecan caramel? It, it was, was the red eye gravy. Okay. And what do you think about? So it must have been really good. Obviously, it was really yeah. good because they put her in the top. I think it would have been just as easy for them to put her in the bottom and have a bottom three. Because, like, how many times? I, I don't know. I have kind of an issue with someone who doesn't complete the challenge or doesn't provide consistency um, being in the top. I think that's fair, but I and I I don't know if you're looking at it that like Don has done this a couple times, but I appreciate the way that Top Chef doesn't look back on things. They are mm-hmm. only judging on what's what was in front of them. I just thought it was interesting because they kept cutting to to Maria and Jamie as if they should be pissed that someone who didn't finish oh. got and you know it was a weird editing thing, but um, you know either way she didn't win, so like. Make her pay for it. Yeah, yeah. I think if this had if this had been a challenge of twelve people, she would have been in the middle. I don't think like it's just they had to put her somewhere, and it wasn't. I think they reserved the bottom for people where there is a actual deficiency. Yeah, I was I was fine with them putting her in the top and saying you made a really fantastic dish, but also saying you're not in the top two. We're not considering you for the win because yeah. you did not get it on every dish. Right. And hopefully this is like the last time for her. So, because otherwise it will cost her the win. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed this challenge. I love any challenge where we're really able to see what it is the chefs can do with their ideas. Like the quick fire was cool and fun, but like they weren't making their food. They were literally recreating somebody else's yeah. food. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you put your own twist on it. And I like, I like seeing what it is that the, that the chefs are here to do. And so I, I I did enjoy this challenge. Let's talk about chef's table. Or not chef's table. You got me with that one. Judge's table. Oh my gosh. This was this was hard. This was really, really hard. It was what they bought it for uh, the, the Jamie Maria part? For Jamie Maria. Um Maria was told to pack her knives and go. Um the judges I Mar- and this, I think this was in the group setting. Maria mentioned that she like that they kind of the judges were like you. It felt like you kind of gave up here. And Maria's response to that was like, "Well, how can I 
stand up next to these chefs. Mm -hmm. And that was so like heartbreaking to me because obviously she's been told in her career many, many times that like what she's making, what she's doing is not worth what other people's is. And that's so heartbreaking because I think Marie has been an absolutely phenomenal chef who has always been really true to herself and she's been one of my favorite characters in a very long time across all reality shows. Um, and I really enjoyed being able to get to see her story. It, it shattered my heart to hear her say something like that. But I loved Kristen tearing up, telling her, like, no, like, you once you believe in yourself, like, then your whole world opens up. You could do anything. Yeah. Uh, and then the actual, oh, the Maria <laughs> pack your knives and go. And Jamie said, no, like, you can't. You can't let her go. I've had my second chance. Like, please give Maria a second chance. And Maria, or Jamie's kind of correct. Like, it's kind of BS that uh, last chance kitchen ends and then Maria just goes home. She like she she's the only one who hasn't gotten a second chance so far, which sucks. But um, and Jamie was willing to give her up her spot, and you know the judges asked, him, "Hey, do you want to quit?" And she's like, "No, but I think Maria deserves this more than me." But she does say she says no, but I would quit for her to stay. Yeah, in. she does say that she would. She does, but I like that Tom. Tom's there's a couple times where Jamie's talking and they cut to Tom and he's just kind of actually shaking his head and not like in terms of like no 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 no. But then he does. He I, I like that he vocalizes to her. It's like it's very admirable that you like. She, or I can't remember if it's Tom specifically that says it, but the, the sentiment from the panel is it's very admirable that it says a lot about your character that you would do this for her. But then Tom does vocalize. You would regret this. If like the, the opportunity that you're giving up, you would regret doing this. So please heavily consider. It. Yeah. And one of them brought up say, like that. This is a game. This is a function of the game. And I think top chef is easy to forget that it is a game. I always think like it made me think back to New Orleans with I don't oh, know um, with Stephanie Nick and, and Stephanie. Nick, yeah, and because like people really hate Nick for that, <laughs> and what was he supposed to do? Give up his immunity? I mean, yeah, 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 exactly. Like it's, it's just like you got This to is a competition game show. Like I think people lose sight of that, and even the way that we talk about it sometimes, it's like these are artists who are doing incredible things, and it's true. But like but it's Project also Runway similar. is art, but that's also yeah. a competition show. Yeah, right. So they're not so, competing for a James Beard Award. No, they're, they're right. competing for a Top Chef. So. Yeah. It was well, it was beautiful, yeah. and I love that moment between Jamie and Maria. And I love, um, I love seeing two female chefs who like really be able to support each other and have the space to support each other. Um, it makes me sad that, it, and like obviously it was kind of one or the other. Like that's just, but it makes me feel sad that a lot of these women like feel like they aren't deserving of the opportunity of Top Chef. Like, we rarely hear a man on Top Chef say, I don't think I deserve this. Like, I don't think I'm at the caliber of everyone else. Like, we don't hear that. Yeah. Mm. We're making progress, though. I think the, the show in general has done a really good job of, like, selecting uh, women who are, you know, strong and able to really talk intelligently about food and represent themselves in the kitchen 
And especially this season has just been dynamite with the, the women on the cast. And and multifaceted too. Like we don't just get these like as much as I love Jen Carroll, Jen Carroll and her in Las Vegas was like, no one can mess with me. Like I am the like, you know what I mean? It was like the only facet of her personality. It was like competition where I feel like um, at this point in television, we are able to have like nuanced characters. Like we see Don who is very competitive and focused and driven, but has these moments of expressing, you know, what she's gone through with her mother or you know leaving sports or you know being able to be like a black woman cooking and we just see so many more facets of things which is really exciting to be able to watch it's it's interesting you say that i mean because i'd say of now of the four chefs who are left i never would have guessed this but the the person that I feel I know the least about outside of the kitchen is Shoda. We see a lot about Gabe and his family. We see a lot about Dawn and her past and her story and her family. Even And I'd say with Jamie, we, at least in this episode, learned a bit more about, like, like it's not, it seems like she's like a strong network of friends and family. But I feel like I know the least about Shoda. And I'm not complaining about that. It's just I never would have thought that because I feel like he's such a big his character has been largely developed through his actions on the show whereas I think everybody else has been a mix of their actions on the show and the backstory that we learn about them yeah just an observation I found interesting apparently the um I took a the the top five okay I remember I remember remember top six remember top seven think about it in terms of the the fan favorite show does it number one Dawn is two Jamie is three Gabe is four. No, 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 sorry. Uh, Sarah, Sarah is four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maria is five. I believe Avishar is six. Um, Sasha is seven. And I can't remember who's eight. I just, I'm just like just picturing the visual in my head. That sounds but reasonable. But I think so. I, I, I believe that like next week we'll learn who the top four are. And my guess is it's going to be... I could see Maria potentially unseating Sarah? Me too. But, um, yeah. Anyway. This cast has just been fantastic. I'm really yeah. looking forward to the next three episodes. Well, and we just know we're going to get a great winner. Yeah, no, I, I'm no, going no. to be happy with any person who wins. Uh-huh. Yeah, agreed. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Anything else with the episode, Bryce? You want to tell us anything more about the season? What you think? What you're feeling? What you want to happen? Who are you rooting for? Who do you want to win? I'm rooting for Dawn. Um, I don't know. I just she's been very impressive to me. I, her food looks delicious. I also, you know, I I like all of them. I'm I'm still in the camp of like I don't love Last Chance Kitchen, um, and so Jamie I would put at fourth for myself, um, but. I think all of them are, you know, very worthy. All of them have cooked great food all season. Um, Do you feel differently that Jamie came back in so long ago? No. No, it's I'm just, just like very anyone. much so like a heartless black, you know, like black heart, like don't come back. <laughs> so like once you're out, you're out. It's yeah. Um, no second chances. But like, I, you know, it's it's been so long. I, I need to just get over that. But um, you're probably ecstatic that nobody came back from Last Chance Kitchen the second round. <laughs> well, I like that the show is setting the precedent that it doesn't have to happen. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're going to give them the opportunity, but they're going to have to work their ass off to get it. And it's, maybe it won't happen. It's kind of the opposite. Of, like, they've set the precedent that, like, Kristen and Brooke can come back and win. Joe. Joe Flam. And Joe Flam. Yeah. And then there's the other extreme of it where someone just might not come back. Yeah. In terms of at least the second round, I mean, obviously, someone, someone it seemed like you know someone was going to come back in the first the first dip, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a fine thing. I just um, the purity in my head about reality shows. I just don't like returning players. So, hmm. well, what have you been cooking this week, Bryce, and or ordering? Yeah, so I mean. The two of you know, I love Chicago. I think Chicago is the best city in the world during the summer. There's no better place to be. We're mostly open. Um, and so I've been going out a lot, a lot of patios, a lot of, um, a lot of outdoor eating. I went to Bub City in River North. Kurt, I don't know if you ever went there. It's a barbecue place. Um, and then I, I got some ceviche with an old college buddy of mine at, at a Peruvian place down in River North. Um, I had some vegan Mexican food last week uh, over in Logan Square. So I'm like getting out, getting on the Divi bike, riding around town, um, trying to get as much as I can. Uh, as far as what I've been making, um, last night I made a bacon, avocado, and chicken pasta with a honey feta sauce. Whoa. That was, it's originally designed to be like more of a pita, but um, made a great pasta dish. So I, I have two more dinners of that and I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm very into blood oranges right now. So I've been doing a lot of like blood orange salads, uh, adding shrimp, quinoa, all kinds of things. Um, I think you both know this, but I'm like obsessed with arugula. I make everything with arugula. I think it's the best green that we have. So it's my favorite to incorporate in things. And then, like I mentioned before, um, I'm doing a lot of like learning a lot about vegan food. So I did like a vegan red curry. I learned how to make a pasole, which is like a Mexican hominy stew. Um, so definitely exploring some options with tofu and tempeh and some of these other um, meat alternative options. Uh, and then as far as baking goes, like I, like I said, I do a lot of baking. Um, I, for my birthday, I did a mint Oreo cake. That was just too much. It was like a foot tall. It wasn't too many layers. It was a beautiful cake. It was delicious, but 
And I did finish it. <laughs> I mean, well, you wouldn't just leave it. Um, but it was just, it was a lot. Um, I also did. For- oh, go ahead. I said it's a lot. That's yeah. Cool. It's a lot. Um, I did some blueberry donuts, and tomorrow I'm actually I have a recipe for a blueberry mars- uh, mascarpone babka with a lemon curd glaze that I'm going to make, and that's going to get me through my breakfasts for the week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm always at it in the kitchen. Wonderbar. Kurt, um, I got another shipment from Cook Unity this week. Um, so, so it's basically again pre-made, pre-packaged meals that have a limited shelf life. It's not frozen. So today, I think for lunch, a late lunch, I'm going to have their uh, bulgogi beef, Ooh. and then for dinner, I'm having their Impossible Burger, which I reordered after having it the first time because I really, 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 really liked it. Uh, so that, to my surprise, so that was extremely tasty. Um, I did get a a. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, I did get a vices box um, this week. Uh, the theme was the Spanish table. And so I will uh, go through what it, what it came with. But it came with a bottle of, uh, uh, of, of sherry. Um, Jerez, Ziri, Sherry, Fino. I don't know. It's a, it's a, <laughs> I can't, I can't you know, speak, speak it. Um, it came with um, 70% cacao con chile y pimenta. A chocolate. Uh, it came with Matisse wild sparse, spicy sardines uh, with piri piri pepper in olive oil. It came with these um, uh, piperara peppers. And it came with a bag of paella rice <gasps> and a paella bowl. So oh, have, nice. Uh, so you have to make paella. I have to make paella. I don't know if this, I haven't read the book with. That comes with it. Yeah, I don't so know much. if it's supposed to be part of the paella or not, or just separate. But what was that, right, Bryce? I love paella. So it's like one of my very favorite foods. I'll have to, I'll have to look more into that. Um, I do have a, a birthday coming up in a few weeks. So I just had from Gold Belly delivered. It's in the freezer right now. My uh, uh, steak, mushroom, onion, and Gruyere pie. Um, I haven't had that in a few years, but it's amazing despite the that Bryce just made. Um, and then I also have some desserts on order uh, that are becoming right before my birthday. I got a six pack of giant candy cups. They look like kind of cupcakes, but there's two peanut butter lovers, two cookie monster, and two chocolate lovers. And I also have a Mississippi mud pie coming. Oh um, and then unfortunately... So when am I coming over? <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple weekends. Um, the uh, And then the other... Unfortunately, my vacation plans settled out such that Portland is not going to be part of my tour. Oh, that sucks because um, my friend Emily texted me a recommendation for if you went to Portland. Oh, it, I, I, it was it was going to be too much uh, going on that week, and I so I, I'm I'm hitting Vegas and Minneapolis, and I'm going to try to hit Jamie's uh, Black Sheep Restaurant oh, when nice. I'm in Vegas. I've already been looking at the menu, um, and then. You know, my favorite thing to do in Vegas is eat, and I'm going to be there from like arriving on Sunday and leaving on Thursday. So, um, plenty of time to grab some, catch a variety of food places there. I need to look ahead and see. Um, last time I was there, last October, it was still like in the middle of uh, of lockdown, and you know, you had to make reservations of a bunch of places ahead of time uh, versus just walk in. So, often I check to see what the situation is there and that. But that's kind of my food story for the week. Been a, been a lot going on, and for the yeah. How about you, Haley? 
Again, I feel like I haven't had that much going on. My work has just been like consuming all of my brain power. And then I'm I'm very sensitive. And so like, I don't always then have like the mental capacity to think of anything to make. Um, but Ethan made some um, Korean short ribs this week that were really good. He's been dying to make those. So we have found some this week. Um, we had, we got, we got a sub this weekend or this week from just a little hole in the wall place in the next town over. I got a chicken wing sub, which was really, really delicious. I had a great time eating that. Um, Question. Yeah. I'm assuming there were not bones in the sub. No, so. it was like chicken fingers. Like a buffalo chicken sub? Yeah, it was like a chicken, chicken fingers, basically. A chicken ah. finger sub, more or less. But it was a hole in the wall sandwich places. It was really tasty. Yeah. Like I've, I've had like buffalo chicken finger subs what before. And just like a great sub bone. There's a donut shop here in Chicago, Haley. Haley, when you if you're ever here, I'll take you to do right. They do chicken wait. sandwiches, but they use their donuts for the bread. I can't wait. It's been a while since I've been to Chicago, and I love Chicago. Um, this weekend, though, I have today off, tomorrow, and the next day. So, Bryce, I too want to make a vodka. Excellent. I want to make. Said like I want to make. A, I said I want to make vodka. I'm like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> Just grab some potatoes. What are you um, gonna do? Pardon? What are you going to do? I want to do like a cinnamon roll babka. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's what I want. That's what I'm in the mood for. So I think I'm going to try and do that this weekend. Maybe just, I don't know, just kind of give myself the space to. I can be hard on myself when I'm feeling like I'm not productive or like not having concrete. Like things made as a sign that I'm a productive human. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Where, like, sometimes it's okay for me to just, like, wake up and play The Sims for two hours before my day gets started. And I have to be cool with that. To me, that's being productive. I had a great time. God, I'm all in on The Sims again. It's mm-hmm. it's bad. I took, a, I took like, a probably, like, a four-month hiatus from The Sims to get ready. Are you streaming it? Crossing. No, I should. I just, like, every time I'm like, I'm going to stream The Sims. I'm like, do people actually want to see this? It, it's like a Maria thing where I'm like, well, why do people care about what I'm doing? Other people are doing more interesting things than me. But, uh, yeah, so that's... Hopefully, hopefully within the next few weeks, I have a little more inspiration. I can kind of get the motivation to get back into things. Anything else for this episode, my friends? Um, I just want to say, I don't know if you saw the, the scenes for next week. Yes. I did! Are you kidding me? It's a cheddar challenge. I'm like so excited i'm freaking out I'm, i love cheese i love cheese i love i know it, it may be basic i love cheddar i love like seeing how the sausage is made uh so like factory scenes like I, even mm-hmm. though i'm a huge tofu fan that is that intrigued me but like even like the just the assembly lines and the different stages and i don't know i'm 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 looking forward to seeing what next i mean because to me this feels a little bit like the the Parma challenge from Italy yeah. in the last season where it's like prosciutto and Parmesan cheese, just give me all of it. And uh, so this, it feels a little bit like that. So I'm very much looking forward to this episode. Anytime the che- the, the episode is like cheese centric, I'm sign me up. Yep. yep. Bryce, where can people find you on the internet? Where can they find that, find a picture of that mid cake? Um, on Instagram. Um, you can follow me if you want. Right now, my Instagram is basically just like pictures of Lake Michigan and Chicago and baking. So um, my handle is 
BCR underscore Bruno. B-R-U-N-O. With two Bs. BCR. I'm to confuse everybody, Kurt. Yeah. I'm not that great of a follow, honestly. I, I delete half of my stories because they're embarrassing. So it's whatever. <laughs> I I personally love your Instagram. Mostly sure. because you spend a lot of, instead of doing stories, you'll just send me like direct videos that you yes. want me to see, <laughs> which I'm thrilled about. Uh Kurt, what are you doing on the internet? Uh you can find me at Kurt Clark with two C's. Um follow me. Give me a follow on Twitch. I don't mind streaming my video game playing and caring if anybody's watching. I'm I'm uh, I'm into Assassin's Creed Valhalla right now. So if you want to see a, a Viking run around the English countryside and uh, try not to die, uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, uh, follow me there on Instagram as well. Um, hopefully, now especially uh, going to be on vacation the first week of July, following the 4th of July. So there will be probably a lot of food pictures there, maybe some escape room photos. Um, and actually this week I'm going to appear on uh, Rap Rewind with Rob Sesternino talking about whodunit. Um, oh, yeah, we're going, we're going to be kind of focusing oh, in on episode two, uh, which is called Firestarter. When uh, was that series on? Was it 2013, really? 2013. Why are you not doing the one where the hot tub explodes? <laughs> that's the best one. I can't where, believe it was that long ago. Uh, the episodes, uh, Sam Moore pointed out to me, the episodes are actually on ABC.com if you want to uh, either catch up or rewatch. But again, I would just, I would just watch the first episode, which kind of lays down the groundwork. And then the second episode is really when they kick into things with everybody understanding you know, what they're there for. So. Um, yeah, you can also find them on YouTube. Um, but yeah, uh, th- I'm really looking forward to that because Who Done It was just a hell of a lot of fun to that watch. Show about. Was just like a real time capsule of like a very specific time in history when shows like that were kind of not getting made, but then also not after. It was very. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that 2013, 2014, like there was a lot oh. of shows made. That were like one-offs that we had a great time watching, but just like the glass house. Remember when you yeah. podcast about the glass, the glass house? It was it was the Clark Curse heyday. Yeah, was, well, uh, Utopia. Uh, yep. I remember going to see <laughs> Mel got served in Boston. We watched the premiere of Utopia in her in her room or her uh, living room. It was great. The, the show that was supposed to last a full year but went six weeks. <laughs> We wanted to see that woman have the baby on the show. <laughs> I never saw even one minute of that. Oh, I, no I think I watched every episode to listen to the podcast. Oh, oh the bees, Jake and the beekeeper. Oh. I think somebody did it too. Think, well, there was polyamorous Dedeker. So she, uh, I don't know, but if she, but I don't know if she did it on the show or not. I don't think she did. So I feel I like there was some light intercourse on that show. Yeah, some light intercourse. <laughs> A lot of ramen. Speaking uh, of light intercourse, Haley, you've got the Bachelorette. <laughs> Bachelorette's back, baby. We are living our lives. Um, Kurt and I have something in common this week. We both podcasted with Chappelle, or you will be podcasting with Chappelle on that. Sorry to be rewind. Uh, he joined us to talk about the premiere of The Bachelorette. Bachelorette was the first full episode of the Bachelor franchise he's ever watched. Congrats to him. He, uh, if I were him, I'd give up. Um, give up watching. I mean, not like give up because he's the great. creepy RV was a a great uh, introduction to the, the franchise. What did you think? What did you think of the premiere? Oh boy. <laughs> 
But to I, be fair, that's how I feel about every every premiere of this. Yeah, I was very much not looking forward to it. I thought all the dudes are kind of a little milk. A lot of bad hair. Um, but when I watched the episode, I had a great time watching it. So I'm looking forward to. I always enjoy like the first three episodes, and I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Anyway, I interrupted. Sorry. Go no. Ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bachelor. That, that's what's that's what's going on. This and the Bachelorette. Um, I don't know what else I'm doing. Again, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at a strong underscore, check out my reading account at the Strong Library. If you want to follow me on Twitch, I think it's Twitch.tv/slash Haley Strong. Maybe maybe I'll do a quiet stream of the Sims one morning. We'll see. Yeah. Just, you just do it. Maybe you'll see one or two people will pop in. Uh, you yeah. may know them, you may not. Um, if I don't have a Twitch, will I cease to exist? Because I feel like everybody has Twitch now. No, <laughs> I feel that way about TikTok. Everyone has TikTok but me, yeah. but I just can't. I can't rope myself into that. Like, I can't do it myself. That's fair. I just get other people to send me the TikToks they know I'll like. <laughs> works for me anyway pack your knives and go bye love you bye. bye with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.